Hi Amrita, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. How are you doing? Hi Arijit, I'm doing great. Um, thank you for having me here. Uh, so Amrita, we would start uh, by asking a little bit about uh, yourself, uh, as well as uh, you know what do you do today at uh, Sockgen. We could also use uh, you know this time to understand a little bit about Sockgen's programs. uh which have a startup focus as such as well as uh, ways in which your engagement funnel works right we've we've talked about the catalyst program but i think uh, for the benefit of our listeners if you could go a little bit deeper into that as well uh it would help okay great so yeah hi everyone uh this is amrita here um i have been with uh, sokshin for the last uh, 10 years old i guess um i am from the indian school of business hyderabad and uh, yeah at sg i am a part of the innovation and digital transformation function i lead the business transformations uh, and the design center of excellence that helps the sg business lines um, optimize their processes and uh, create uh, value with digital transformations uh, innovative process modeling and uh, design thinking principles i lead the emerging technologies r&d labs that helps our cios and the technology teams in sg uh, be future proof with research and prototyping on uh, emerging technologies uh, last i lead the open innovations team at uh, sg gsc where we work towards uh, deriving synergy from the external ecosystems uh particularly startups and uh, with academia uh, specifically on research uh, and with the india and the romania ecosystem as such to fast track uh, the innovation and transformation ambitions at sg uh as a part of open innovations um, uh, arijit uh, you mentioned about catalyst so this is something that i'll highlight uh, it's the the first one is the catalyst cohort program uh which we launch periodically uh reaching out to the startup ecosystem to help us solve our uh, business problems here we go out to the ecosystem highlighting the specific business needs that we have and we invite the startup partners to come on board and help us solve them uh the second approach that we have is the continuous acceleration mode wherein uh we take up a specific problem from time to time uh, which has specific niche needs and we scout the startups uh, overall globally not just limited to india and romania and we help them connect with our business teams to co-create an innovative solution uh, for our businesses and for our clients um so here in particular like i said it is an application process and the second part is a scouting process we usually follow that up with a technical demo with our uh, business lines and post the startup selection we work with them to uh, define the problem statement work with them in a 10 week model to create a poc with them which is which is usually a paid engagement with the startups to co-create that solution and uh, then we look at the end of the 10 week uh, phase to see if that prototype has been a success or not essentially we are looking at a fa- fail fast model and basis which we try to evaluate if the solution has a fitment to our need and uh, to the internal uh, it infrastructure that we have that's when we move into the piloting phase and uh, the diffusion and adoption uh, within uh, the sg ecosystem uh, the 
third program that in the open innovation space, which is worth mentioning, is our young innovators program. Here we work with engineering students and uh, with young minds to create out of box solutions. And um, yeah, this has been a program that we have launched since the last two years, and it has had a pretty good success rate uh, with the tier one institutes with whom we have worked on. And last is the internal startup call. Here we incubate uh, SG employee-led uh, startups, and these startups have a um, wide reach within the SG group as well as uh, for potential business conversions externally. So yeah, that's a space on open innovations. Thanks, Amrita. I think uh, it seems like uh, Sockchain and your team are, you know, attacking the innovation mandate internally in, you know multifold sort of strategy looking at mature teams as well as young teams that are coming out of you know just engineering colleges and internal innovation so that's quite impressive to hear about uh, moving to you know my next question a little bit around the indian startup ecosystem right through these initiators that you have i'm sure you've interacted with many many startups many founders as well what are your thoughts on uh, you know the indian startup ecosystem as such and the deep tech realm, you know, that some of these startups belong to. Um, and if there are, you know, any themes internally that uh, ex are exciting for uh, Sockchain at the moment, what would those themes be in technology where startups could, you know, create a solution or if they have an existing one, they could come and reach out to you? Right. Um, thanks, Arijit. This is one uh, area that I'm quite, quite uh, passionate about. That's the deep tech space and technology. So uh, we will all agree the technology landscape globally has evolved dramatically over the last decade. And uh, the story in India is no different. Uh, one highlight here is that of the India tech stack and uh, the progress that we have made in the space of payment and UPI, it's massive. Right. Um, the deep tech space um, yeah, in India is something we are keeping a close eye on to help us fast track our innovation needs. So some of the areas which are particularly interesting to me are um, the AI and the deep learning space. Well, no surprises there. Um, uh, while we have made some very good progress with data modeling, AI, NLP, NLG, uh, specifically in the space of data extractions and intelligent UX chatbots over the last uh, couple of years, I think I would want to bet my money on uh, decision intelligence next as an area that I'd like to uh, keep a watch on. Uh, AI space essentially necessitates us to focus on two aspects. One is, and, and this is specifically now, uh, A, how do we improve the throughput of um, the speed at which AI models are generated? that is with AI engineering or with generative AI, can we fast track the overall process? And that gets me to the second point on uh, data accessibility. Everything that we talk about AI models is based on how good the data is and how accessible the data is. And so uh, one of the areas or rather three spaces which are extremely important are uh, the space on data lineage, uh, data meshes and uh, data fabrics. So this is uh, all related in the realm of AI, deep learning, and uh, data. Um, with increasing focus on IT costs, uh, technology platform optimization is also something which is pretty key, specifically with, uh, say, composable applications. 
that's something that is evolving quite a lot these days. Uh, low code, no code technologies is something that we are quite fascinated with as well. The fast development of cloud native um, applications and uh, of course the DevSecOps outsourcing trends are pretty interesting and uh, we are uh, we, we keep our eye on this space as well. At um, at SG, we are committed towards CSR. So from ESG tech is something we follow actively. And uh, last, lastly, I think I am very, very bullish on the progress that has happened on the blockchain space and on the AR, VR and MR space recently. Uh, we are in continually in lookout for interesting use cases and applications uh, on these two areas. Um, and uh, anyone who is listening to us who might have an interesting uh, use case on uh, which uses these two deep technologies specifically uh, and has an idea uh, specifically in the case of banking, investment banking, retail banking. I think we are all ears open to hear that idea out. Sure. And uh, might I, uh, I, I might just add here that, you know, uh, the best way to reach out to you guys would probably be LinkedIn, right? I mean, you guys are pretty active yes. there. That's how, uh, you know, we've been <laughs> connecting with uh, many people at SockChain as well. So, so yeah. you know, just to LinkedIn to is a good space to reach out, reach us out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. So the next thing that, uh, you know, we'd like to understand a little bit from your experience of evaluating so many startups is uh, what are typically some of the things that are... Uh, no, not important, but good to have things that, you know, startups should be ready with before they approach uh, you for any of your programs. And sim on similar lines, if there are any, uh, you know, things that you've seen in the past, which you would want startups to sort of rethink, you know, replan on certain aspects that don't sail so well, either during evaluation or even during the length of the pilot, right? I mean, it, the relationship is not just evaluation. If you cross mm. the evaluation during the pilot and once you move from the pilot to a you know, paid contract, mm. uh, what what would be your you know advice uh, to some of the startups who would want to approach you or you know similar companies in other yeah. sectors as well? Right, right. So uh, while evaluating and while working with startups, we look for... Um, the startup's ability to understand and solve a business problem. Um, this is at the heart of any user-centric product design. I think that's not new, but then so most of the times what happens is when you come up with a technology solution, you're looking just at the technology solution, not on what is the business need that you're trying to solve using technology, which means that the deep technology is a lever to solving a business need and uh, how efficiently the technology solution could help fast track and optimize a client problem efficiently is something that we look forward to as the first and the most important criteria. Uh, the second right. is creating um, a sustainable and a resilient solution. This is the core product. Now, this is important because we have a massive IT infrastructure and we are very cognizant of the kind of uh, services that we provide uh, for our clients. We have really high standards when it comes to um, the resilience of a product and uh, how well it can be um, suited into our IT infrastructure. So sustainable and resilient uh, solutions are important. Out of box uh, thinking and solution oriented approach um, to 
enable an amalgamation of the business context, the domain expertise, which in certain fintech cases we have seen is amazing. And uh, of course, the deep tech platform becomes important. And uh, the last point that we try to look for uh, specifically with uh, the founders is whether they believe in this fail fast approach and whether you know they have a nimble way to prototyping, you know, not that big bang approach, but prove the case. Let's prove the business case and then we move towards creating that big bang product. So that's what we look for when we're sure. evaluating a particular startup. Um, right. And and on the startup side of things, right, I mean, there are, uh, you know, many corporate entities that work with startups. Are there uh, specific things that uh, you would want to talk about where, uh, you know, there's a lot of assistance that is given to the startup, let's say during the POC, uh, be it around mentorship, be it around, you know, giving a global perspective or, you know, working with them on, you know, some hard problems to crack and, you know, fine tuning this <laughs> case. Could you could you highlight uh, some of that uh, as well? As yep. I mean, if I would call, if I, if I want to call it out, benefits uh, for startups of a startup well. working with us. Exactly. Well, I, I guess uh, the first and foremost benefit is uh, you know when you have a product and you want to test it in a real business scenario. Uh, this this is uh, like the boot camp for it. Right. Uh, sure. We have uh, business experts, domain experts uh, who work with the startups to help them hone that particular business problem, which is the first thing that I said about evaluating uh, the startups about. Um, they help in bring certain reality to what, um, you know, from a startup standpoint, they might be hypothesizing on the problem statement that exists out there. Uh, we also mentor them over the whole uh, 10 weeks to create a resilient solution. We, uh, the technology teams internally in SG work with the technology, uh, the startup uh, technology teams to co-create a solution that is uh, not, that just doesn't help the startup be successful with us, but be successful anywhere. Because a successful startup is, uh, you know, we we have it in our interest to work with startups who go forward to become successful, becoming right. successful. Uh, we also help them with, um, and we have held them in the past in uh, product pricing, that is in their pricing strategies, because many a times they may not have the right ingredients on how to crack an enterprise uh, product uh, pricing methodology. Um, that's one area. Uh, we also many a times help them with uh, the business pitches, because when the pitch happens internally, so the open innovation team works with mm -hmm. the startups to help them pitch the product to the business lines internally, uh, both locally uh, in India and in Romania and globally to many global stakeholders. So that helps them, if I may, become pitch perfect. Yeah. Superb. I think that's that's quite quite a lot of things that, you know, early stage startups could benefit from. And uh, with some of your initiatives going in as early as uh, you know, students coming from engineering colleges, I think some of these benefits would be, would take their, uh, you know, learning curve really, really, you know, steep. So in, thanks in, for in that. In fact, we, we end up learning quite a lot. In fact, uh, the Young Innovators program has been yeah. pretty impressive. Uh, some of the work okay. that we did with the Young Innovators from uh, the IITs that we worked with uh, this year and the ideas that they bring onto the table is, um, they're quite awesome there. <laughs> Really, wow, that's that's very very good yeah. to hear as well. Yeah? That's superb. Um, you you spoke about pricing, you know, price discovery, um, and you know, 
typically if you look at a lot of deep tech that comes out of india they have you know large uh, global addressable markets and uh, they want to position themselves to customers all around the world which is where you know pricing becomes a little tricky as well but uh, uh, you know taking a thread from that in your opinion if there are certain pointers that you would want to give to startups which are trying to expand to other geographies and and we know uh, you know sg has offices outside of india as well and you become the 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 path to you know uh, uh, you know talk about these startups to your uh, counterparts around the world um mm. what would some of these uh, you know uh, pointers be like i mean one of the questions that comes across is you know what could a team global team look like could it be right. you know based out of india and today during the uh, pandemic we've actually looked at remote working and remote pitching very easily and you know many mm-hmm. startups have closed the uh, enterprise customers over zoom calls but mm-hmm. uh, some corporates do also give certain importance to physical presence being mm-hmm. in their region mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. hiring local talent there etc what are your thoughts right, there right. on that front well okay so um i i rather put it this way let me talk about a, a basis our interactions with the startups uh, if yeah. i was to suggest them a couple of things about how to scale and build deeper relationships with corporates um uh they need to work towards creating a resilient product i'm reiterating the point but the product needs to withstand the pen test the cyber security testing and be be uh, Uh, it should be possible for them to align to an existing infrastructure so that is something which uh, you know when you have a startup which is more uh, retail oriented rather than enterprise oriented they tend to miss on that factor and that's something that they need to take into consideration in their uh, architecture process right uh, while working with big corporates they need to be a little flexible on the on prem versus the cloud strategy and that is also related to the product pricing and the placement strategy um depending on the corporate that you're working with not everyone may have a, a public cloud strategy and if you were to adapt to a private cloud or an on prem implementation how do you go about it you know yeah. that is going from prototyping to piloting um then sure. i think this one uh, daniel who's there on the call would uh, um resonate with i think the startups could be a little bit more patient with legal clauses and documentation um sure. most corporates like us uh, uh, and especially given that we are a bank we have processes in line to safeguard our clients and the um, uh, uh, interests that we have of our clients at the foremost in our minds so these processes could take a little bit of time and uh, they could be a little bit more patient it helps in a longer and a deeper relationship with corporates uh in this sure. sense uh, take some time to understand the business context uh there is a maturity curve from prototyping to adoption diffusion and uh, then commercial maturity for a deep tech startup to be successful so while we work with our catalyst partners to help them in this journey uh, the success rate is highly dependent on the start- startup's ability to pivot based on the critical and scalable business needs that they are solving so uh, from this perspective specifically from an indian context we have a huge huge talent pool we have a strong marketplace for testing and deployment and uh, there are avenues for global outreach 
leveraging on the uh, India ecosystem is smart business, right? At uh, SGGSC, uh, we work on global problems with our startup partners via the Catalyst programs. Thereby, we expose these startups to work across different geographies, global stakeholders, and support them truly to test the product in a global setup. While we are located out of India and Romania, we sure. uh, uh, work for businesses globally. So this is an amazing opportunity to test the uh, innovation that we are trying to bring in there. Right? Uh, from a scalability standpoint, uh, the startups need to keep in mind, I think, two aspects. One, the regulatory regimes can be very different from country to country. An example of that is, say, GDPR. And yeah. uh, second, from scalability perspective is enterprise scalability. You know, many a times you have seen that there's an amazing IP, there's an amazing product, but it fails at the scalability the moment they are trying to hit into an existing infrastructure. So they need to keep in mind on what is going to be their strategy when they come head to head with either an uh, open API architecture or a monolithic or legacy application. So right. to your point last on the uh, global offices, I think uh, they they can be pretty effective uh, if you are talking about business development and uh, fast tracking certain legal and regulatory processes in some cases. Um, I think uh, because uh, we are now able to cover everything in Zoom, the um, access to talent globally has increased uh, manifold. That's no questions right. out there, uh, but there is certain benefit of uh, uh, local business development that we have seen in past, uh, which helps influencing better. And that I don't think is going to go away anytime soon. Yeah, rightly said. I think we are seeing many uh, startups expand their teams by hiring a lot of uh, regional talent. And I think uh, access to talent has become a little bit easier with, uh, you mm. know, it's probably few of the uh, pros that have come out of the pandemic, right? Uh, great. I mean, this this conversation has been fantastic, uh, Amrita. I think uh, just the last question for you, which I ask all our guests, a little bit around, uh, you know, if you could share your mantra uh, or, you know, a couple of uh, lines that you go back to um, every now and then, uh, which could be used by some of our listeners or startups that is something that you've built in, uh, you know, by going through your particular journey. Uh, at SG as well as, you know, working with so many startups, uh, what would that mantra be? Mm, okay, so I, I would go with uh, keep your client and the client needs at the heart of the technology solution that you're building. Uh, the overall business proposal from product to pricing and from business development and sales to delivery, the entire spectrum is important but everything is with the client at its heart and uh, the fulfilling this entire spectrum is what is going to take a startup from good to great and uh, yeah i wish all the startup entrepreneurs ideators innovators who are listening to us today all the yeah. best on your innovations and yeah if you have an interesting idea out there or if you think we can work together to make a change happen so then let's connect Superb. Amrita, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to you, uh, you know, talk about so many aspects of what you guys have been doing at SG, as well as, you know, going deeper into uh, some areas, uh, some problem statements, as well as, you know, uh, tips and tricks that you've shared with us uh, 
a lot of perspective so absolute pleasure speaking with you and i hope many of our listeners are able to leverage uh you know f- uh, from this conversation and take some of these uh, ideas to their drawing boards to their strategy and hopefully some of them will find resonance with what you guys are doing and are able to reach out to you as well great thank you arijit for having me here this is a great platform yeah and you guys are doing some good work in disseminating uh, the innovation mantras out there so yeah all the best to you too thanks amrita thank you